0: All right, this is our next episode of Management 300, and this episode is gonna center on this concept of emotions. So again, what we're gonna be doing here is, uh, as I adapt and evolve the ProfCast, is I'm gonna take your burning questions and break them up into themes, and rather than doing one long form, uh, we'll be doing some shorter ones that you can tune into and uh, check out. All right, thank you, and here we go with our burning questions. So, the first question we have is faking your emotions at work. We essentially wear a mask because I've talked to others about this, and most will say they are different when at work or school. And it is. But why do we do this? I think some of the main reasons why we do this is we conform. And so there are every time you've got to think about a um, an organization, or a place of work that there are social norms and there is an organizational culture and we assimilate to that. And so we will bring ourselves and will adjust and adapt to that. I think one of the things that is really helpful as you continue to go through the program and um, your careers is that becomes the importance of looking at organizations beyond just what is the job it's looking at what is the culture and what's the team dynamics and where is it where you can show up as a more authentic version of yourself. So I don't think you'll ever get away from the acting or the mask. And the other part of that I would say is that you also can't, um, necessarily think of those as faking. I think sometimes we can adjust our emotions, but, um, based on what we, you know, kind of that social awareness, but those are also part of EQ. I think it's when we find ourselves into that that uh, masking for so much that it becomes so inauthentic that we get into some of the challenges. So I think helping um, with that is by, you know, understanding that you can have a lot of emotions and there are a lot of parts to you. And so part of you can be this type of person and part of you can, you know, act and, and be this type of person. And it's just when it becomes so, um, incongruent, you know, and I think one of the big things is, is it out of shape with your values and your principles and your beliefs? That's when it can become really a negative component. But, um, I think these are all parts of ourselves and we can let some of these show up. Sometimes it's, 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 uh, important to let that part shine. Um, you know, I'm probably more goofy with my two-year-old than I am with you guys, but, I want part of my goofiness to show up with with you all um, because it is part of me, but I know if I were to act like I do sometimes and as silly as I am with my two-year-old, that just wouldn't resonate with you as an audience, and so I have a purpose and an intentionality behind how much of that. So thinking of it more like on a dial as well, of like, okay, I'm going to, you know, in this context, I'm going to tune it up, and in this context, I'm going to tone it down. And, and whatnot. So it's multifaceted and multi in a multi dimension. But I think for back to your question, one of the biggest reasons is because there are norms and there are customs and there is culture that is at play in why we um, why we go and do do the things we do and, and act the way we act. So along those lines, um, our next burning question starts off with this. And the person says one of my struggles continues to deal with EQ and managing it. In my last burning question, I wondered how or where to start, but where are the limits or what are the cues to turn on my self-awareness and guide a conversation in a direction that would be most effective for both me and those I engage in? So I think with this one, um, you know, if you want more of that, where do I start at? I think Travis Bradbury's um, book on emotional intelligence 2.0, he has a assessment that you can um, take and that's a really kind of good baseline or benchmark on where to, where to jump off on. And then he's got a whole list of different activities that you can do to help cultivate and build those. So that's a resource for anybody who might want to get more intentional about their EQ development. And then, Um, In terms of of building self-awareness, I think the activities of reflection and journaling are really helpful in that so that you can kind of think back to what was the experience. And and then um, apps like uh, Headspace and other mindfulness apps, that work as well will kind of help us acknowledge this was the emotion, to separate it from um, the behaviors, to acknowledge it to see it through. So I think all of those things are ways to build that level of self awareness. And, um, but it's really taking that time for reflection and and thinking through um, and dissecting and and pulling those apart. And then um, looking maybe for some role modeling on what does effective look like and, and whatnot. And then those that you are engaging with, you know, being mindful and aware that you can't control their reactions and their responses. So one of the things you can help do is to um, is to bring them in, you know, and to share with them the content and the practices and then both parties working towards that. I think that's how we get even more meaningful um, results that you know Joseph Grany would talk about it as the shared pool of meaning. But if we're all kind of operating from and trying the same principles and approaches with those those interactions, that can help kind of cultivate um, the the engagement piece and and the effectiveness to you know effectiveness is trying to get a certain result and what you want to be thinking about there is is perhaps that may or may not be the other person's intention so clarifying that as well that's a kind of component of here's what I'm here to do what are you here to do or What's uh, meaningful for you, and then working towards you know accomplishing and and both can are we able to accomplish both of those things? So, um, hopefully that can give you some direction into ways to um, work on some eQ development as well as um, some ways to continue to work towards self-awareness and and why mindfulness and and meditation can be a great asset in that process. And lastly, Uh, our, uh, leader asks, my burning question this week is where the line should be drawn between authentic and being arrogant. Um, I think that we've got to probably break down. One thing is, is, is your, is your authenticity arrogant? And two is what, what do we mean by arrogant? You know, uh, how is it pretentious? Is it, is it, um, Is it designed to be better than, than somebody else? I, I would question why then, you know, why is that important or why is that necessary? So I would start with that level of reflection and, and whatnot and saying, you know, what is the authenticity that you're, you're going after? So I don't know if those two are even necessarily, um, aligned, perhaps it, um, is more along the lines of authenticity and assertiveness and how much of your yourself do you let out how much emotion that do you let out and i think um this is going to be kind of a case-by-case basis and understanding you know what's going to get you to a a better place as a leader as a team as a person so i think it's more or less looking at um what are the results you're trying to get you know what parts of you are you know, are at play here? How vulnerable can you be in that conversation? Um, and, and then kind of thinking through what does that what could that look like? And whatnot. Now, if there's a potential for it to come across as arrogant, I would try to take a step back there and and look at is that going to be effective? And, um, and why do why do I believe that it's going to come across or what parts of what I'm saying or doing or behaving is is arrogant? And again, you know, what value does it add? Because if it's not adding value, then um, to yourself or to others, then why is there a different way to do it? I would, I would, I would kind of reflect on some of those things.